Welcome to Intelligent Machines and Medicine, conversations about artificial intelligence, machine learning, and healthcare. This podcast is brought to you by Mayo Clinic. I'm your host, Adria Hoffman, and I invite you to join us as we explore the potential of AI in medicine and the big questions that guide our work. Welcome to the Intelligent Machines and Medicine podcast. Our goal is to expand the conversation around AI, medicine, and healthcare, sharing innovation happening at Mayo Clinic and engaging with our collaborators more widely. Pre-med students to physician leaders, nurses, advanced practice providers, and pharmacists will all find the material understandable and ideally as interesting as we do. I'm delighted to share a bit about the first four episodes we will release. Our hope is to invite you into a multidisciplinary conversation, as experts in the field of AI don't work in singular roles, nor do they have the same backgrounds and training. They instead fill important, distinct roles on multidisciplinary teams, each bringing unique perspectives, expertise, and contributions to the work. This is particularly important in the field of medicine, and more broadly, healthcare, as our guests clearly articulate. During the first four episodes, we introduce you to a physician, a data scientist, a translational scientist, and an ethicist. In our conversations, we discuss how they view their roles, the contributions they make, and what they've learned about this rapidly evolving field. Let me introduce you to each one of them now. Dr. Demelady Adedinshewo is a cardiologist and director of research for the Women's Heart Clinic and the Cardiovascular Disease Fellowship Program here at Mayo Clinic. She spoke with me about her AI work to improve cardiovascular outcomes during pregnancy and an exciting project currently underway. Let's take a listen to part of that conversation. AI, I would say I almost kind of stumbled into it. So my current mentor, Dr. Peter Noseworthy, was visiting Florida during uh, my last year of fellowship training, and I got the opportunity to meet with him. And he kind of talked about a lot of cool stuff that we're working on then. They were trying to basically develop an algorithm using ECG data that is gathered from sort of like a wearable outfit, like a shirt or a jacket to gather data for outcome prediction. And I'm like, this is so cool. This is the kind of stuff I want to work on. I want to be at the cutting edge of things that we can do using novel digital technologies to improve, you know, the health of our patients. Now, from um, a clinical standpoint, I am interested in women's cardiovascular health. And as we know, when it comes to cardiovascular health and cardiovascular disease in women, it is really understudied tends to be under-recognized as well as under-treated. So I felt like there was a role for us to use some of these novel technologies, not just to gather data among women, but also improve or target interventions specifically for women. So that's kind of how my research question came up. So a team of physicians and researchers at Mayo Clinic were able to develop an algorithm that takes data from the 12 lead ECG to predict the likelihood of having heart failure. And this algorithm had been tested in different patient populations, but not specifically among women. And I'm like, this is an opportunity that we need to do, but women included. And I really wanted to look at the pregnancy period as well as the postpartum period, 
which is a critical time window for development of heart failure because it tends to be recognized late. Now for our second guest. Dr. Shauna Overgaard is a translational scientist and shared what that means and the important role of translation in healthcare AI projects. Here's a bit of that conversation. We need clinician engagement at the outset of the of the work. We need to speak with clinicians about those those problems, understand what are what are the struggles specifically, and then once we we advance there to keep them in the loop for the entirety of this work. What would you like for clinicians to know about this work to help keep them engaged? I would love for clinicians to know that the work that we are trying to do is enable them and help them be innovative. I feel that I'm, I've developed a sense of empathy, but what I've recognized is that there's somewhat of a disconnect sometimes as to what AI or ML really can do or really can offer, and because it seems grander to some than what it really is. What do you mean by grander than it really is? Describe that a bit. When we get into things like just the output of the model, for example, or how we construct the model, the concept of correlation versus causation, a lot of our machine learning or models are really relying on these correlations. And because of that, we don't have scientific backing to say X caused Y. You know, so we're looking at more of a, a pathway sort of circumventing an actual cause and effect and we're observing uh, we're observing a relationship. And while that might be enough to bring us closer to a greater value in a clinical setting, it's it can be dangerous if we don't engage the clinician in the development of that model or algorithm because they're the ones who have to make a decision based off of what has um, occurred. And if we can properly explain how to interpret something or how this relationship is functioning, then I think we start to empower our clinicians to make decisions that don't have to rely on their trust of a system that they've just been given. We have highly capable clinicians um, who've got incredible training. They need evidence to bring a new addition into their way of thinking. And I think a way I know, a way that this can be done is to test it. What a fascinating conversation. Let's take some time to learn from our next guest. Dr. Kevin Peterson is a data scientist who has worked at Mayo Clinic for 20 years. He and I discuss the distinctions between information, knowledge, and wisdom, and the evolution of digital transformation in medicine throughout his career. Here's a sneak peek of that conversation. Primarily when we think of healthcare, uh, a lot of things we do with natural language processing are on the clinical notes. So as physicians write down their impressions of the patient and, and things, uh, we go through and analyze those. But what we're really looking at is, is is a window into the clinician's experience, their intuition, their, their, their training. Our most valuable asset here at Mayo is enormous depth of, of brilliant physicians. And that 
helps us get an insight into what they're thinking and what they're doing and what they think about the, the patient. It sounds like this could be incredibly advantageous when we think about that primary goal of patient care. Is the information being conveyed by the physician, being received by the patient, so that there's follow-through in the care plan? Yes, there, there, there's lots of things we want to extract from the 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 notes that we look through you know the the notes are 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 there to describe the encounter and the patient experience and what happened and the physician's impression exactly what we need often for our models that type of information so they're very valuable to us the problem with all of this is that natural language processing especially in healthcare is very very hard there are really, really tough challenges doing it right. And there can be a lot of noise in even the best algorithms. What does that noise look like? Healthcare, for example, there there's tons of acronyms and there's tons of acronyms that are the same but mean different things. And you have to infer from context what they mean. A lot of different ways of saying similar things. So you have to be have algorithms that can linguistically look at very different things that are saying similar things, but able be able to know that somehow. Sometimes if as we write, if we write patterns to look at specific speech or ways of saying things, we can often miss things because somebody could say it differently, but mean the same thing. It's a difficult problem, but I think it's something that we we continue to make progress on. The challenge often with with natural language processing is we as humans are just so instinctively good at it. What our brains do to be able to understand each other is is remarkable. And there's so much going on behind the scenes that our, our brains are filling in. Context, background information that we share to be able to talk to each other. I can talk to you about things that maybe I haven't ever seen or you haven't seen, but we can both know what we're talking about because of past shared experiences and common sense and, and background knowledge. And I can, I can phrase things in strange ways, or I, I can meander around for a while to get to the point. Uh, but you can, you will be able to tease that apart and, and determine what I'm trying to say. Computers don't have any of that. I really enjoyed our conversation together, and I hope that you find it as interesting as I did. Finally, Dr. Momin Mullick is an ethicist in the Center for Digital Health. We had a fascinating conversation about lessons learned from history and how we can use those lessons to guide ethical AI design and development. Let's take a listen to a bit of that conversation now. My interest throughout all of this was methodological. It was can these methods really support the claims that people are making with them? I, you know, unsurprisingly uh, found that no, absolutely not, but I was able to be much more specific in arguing where these things were breaking down, where these were failing. Because what has come to be known as machine learning, uh, what has come to be known as AI is based almost exclusively on underlying statistical models. That means that they suffer all of the limitations of some of those statistical ideas. 
uh, the correlations that these things are based on will fail in all of the ways that correlations not being causes can fail. That wasn't immediately uh, relevant to ethics, or at least may not have seemed to be, until I realized that a lot of what people were taking to be genuine ethical dilemmas were really just methodological misunderstandings. Uh, thinking that AI was discovering the underlying truth of the world when in fact it was just picking up on surface correlations. Um, thinking that we have to worry about super intelligence, that we have to worry about robot rights, when this was all a very impressively constructed, but still ultimately a constructed statistical illusion, where these correlations are being used to give the illusion of intelligent behavior uh, in ways that can be very impressive, very entertaining, very productive and useful, but that still was ultimately a, a carefully curated use of correlations. So that led me to try to apply this to ethical areas. Are correlations sufficient to use uh, and not that these correlations are immutable or that they are capturing the, the fundamental nature of the world? They're often very superficial based on proxies and they can be very fragile. They can change very quickly based on changes or shifts in the world. So if I'm understanding correctly, the questions that underlie potential ethical conundrums are, in fact, more about whether the tool we're using or the model that we're developing fits the intended purpose. Do I understand that accurately? Yes, I would say. In many cases, AI or machine learning is not able to deliver what people expect of it or want of it. What might be more appropriate is more traditional and less flashy statistical modeling. And there are places where not even statistical modeling can deliver. And maybe the fact that it's more well-worn means that people understand its limitations a bit better, but think that machine learning might transcend them somehow. Thank you for joining me for this sneak peek of the first season of Intelligent Machines and Medicine. We hope that you find these conversations and the many more that we have planned interesting and informative. Onward.